Welcome to Passive Income Group 360, the podcast for new and upcoming entrepreneurs who are ready to stop living from paycheck to paycheck and finally achieve real financial freedom. This is your host, Lisa Michelle. I've been a solo attorney for 20 years, but in 2019, I began my search for the best sources of passive income. Now, each and every Friday, I share with you everything I've learned along the way. No fake gurus, no flashy Lambos, just real information that you can use today. So what are we waiting for? Let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Passive Income Group 360, the podcast. This is your host, Lisa Michelle. If you've been here before, thank you so much for listening and welcome back. If it's your first time here, thank you for joining us. And I hope that you'll go back and listen to all of the older episodes and that you'll come back next week as well. So last week, I talked a little bit about affiliate marketing, and I kind of want to stay in that same vein and talk about one of the best ways to promote your affiliate links, and that's through Pinterest. So if you're not familiar with Pinterest, I've talked about it in a few previous episodes, but just briefly, it's a search engine where people go to look for anything from wedding planning ideas to DIY craft ideas. And it is a visual platform. So people find your pins by looking at the different images that you put on your pin. So you can design a pin um, in a with a platform like Canva. You'd put an attractive image on the front, a catchy title on there, and you would put it on Pinterest for other people who are looking for your particular content to save to their boards. So if you had an affiliate partnership with, let's say, a homeschooling company, a company that teaches children wherever they are while they're at home, and you wanted to promote your link, right, so that you would get a a commission if someone clicks on your link and makes a purchase, what you would do is create a pin that has maybe an image of someone being homeschooled with a catchy title that says maybe 10 best ways to um, choose a homeschooling uh, company or some, something like that. And you would pin it. And then anyone looking for that particular content could view it. And if they like it, save it to their board. And if you have an affiliate partnership, what you hope will happen is that they'll click on the link and maybe purchase the program so that you receive a commission. And even better yet, that they would do that and then also put it on their board for other people to find. And that's how you can uh, potentially go viral with your pins on Pinterest is by posting something that has a really attractive image on it, a catchy title, and has content that other people are actually looking for. And the further that pin spreads, the higher the likelihood that someone else will find your content, click on your link, purchase the product so that you receive a commission. And so that's why I want to talk about that in connection with affiliate marketing, because it's really a good way to get exposure to whatever product it is you're promoting. So let's talk about five different ways we can, um, or five different Pinterest strategies. Ugh, wow, I'm tongue-tied today. Five different Pinterest strategies for affiliate marketing, and actually you can use it for other purposes. If you just want to have people um, click on your pin so that you maybe get more traffic to your blog, to your website, to your e-commerce site. It can be used for any of that. But I was just really thinking about it in terms of affiliate marketing today. So one thing that you want to do 
if you have an, a Pinterest account and you do have a business, I would suggest you set up a business account because that'll give you access to analytics and the ability to advertise. So if you're setting it up for business, definitely um, set up a business account. It's free. It doesn't take you any extra time to do that. And you'll uh, actually have more benefit if you do that. So what you want to do for sure is pin often. And I know it can be tedious if you've done it before, creating pins, you know, designing the pins, thinking of catchy titles, attaching your link to it, and manually pinning can be very tiring because you cannot just create one pin, one design, and then pin that same pin 20 times a day. You can't do that. What you have to do is create different pins. So if you created 10 pins in one day and posted that, um, that would benefit you greatly. And if you don't have the time to sit and manually design and schedule pins and you don't have a budget to pay someone else to do that for you, you may want to consider using some type of a scheduler like Tailwind or uh, even Canva. If you have the Canva Pro version, you can use their scheduler to, you know, this way the software will schedule and pin your pins for you throughout the day. So all you've got to do is create the pins, save them to the platform. Maybe you set up a time and date when you want them to be pinned and the scheduler will do that for you because Pinterest does definitely reward you um, if you're pinning more often. So that's the first thing. Um, the second thing you want to do is make sure that you add more popular boards to your account so that Let's say you are interested in, like I said, you have a partnership with a homeschooling company and you want to get more traffic to your link. You want to make sure that you add boards to your account that are boards that people are actually looking for because of your subject matter or your niche is too obscure. No one will be able to find you. So even if you have a niche that's centered around homeschooling, you still want to add some popular boards. And the way you find a popular board is by looking at your analytics section of the business hub. So like I said, if you have a business account, it'll definitely benefit you because you'll be able to check and see where um, most of your audience is actually visiting. So if you have a Pinterest account and you're able to go into the analytics and you can see that the majority of the people visiting your boards interested in finance then you may want to put some type of finance-related board um, and link that to your account. And that'll help you attract or keep more of your audience because it's something that's relevant to them. And then once they see your finance board, they may see your homeschooling board, and then you just get more eyeballs on your, on your boards. And one more thing, um, you also want to make sure that when you're creating your pin, you've got to give it a title and a description. You want to make sure that they're both related. So you want to use similar keywords. So if you are creating a pen that says, you know, the three best ways to homeschool your child during pandemic, then you want that to be consistent across the board. You want to have an image that reflects that. You want to name the image something related to that. And you also want to tie those keywords into the board title and description. And that way Pinterest will know where your uh, pin should be shown and to whom it should be shown to. And it is important that you name the image because Pinterest can't see the image. Well, I shouldn't say that because Pinterest actually does 
identify um, when you have two pins that are identical, P Pinterest can tell that the image is the same, but you want to make sure that you name that image that is also tied into your keyword so that it, it'll get to more people who are searching for that particular keyword. The next thing you want to do is make sure that the pins are attractive because um, it's very competitive. There are a lot of pins. There will probably be a lot of pins surrounding your particular niche. So you want to make sure that you stand out. You want to make sure that the size is proper. The typical dimension of a pin is 1,000 by 1,500 pixels. So you want to make sure it's got the right dimensions and ratio. And you want to make sure it's attractive so that when people see it, they'll want to click on it. And if you're not familiar with designing pins, you can always look at the templates on Canva because they give you good examples of what pins could look like. And if you've got a Tailwind account, there's something called Tailwind Create where you can actually create pins really easily on that using that app. And so if you're totally new to designing pins, you don't want to have to start from scratch. Just look at the templates that are there and that'll definitely give you some guidance. And you can also go on Pinterest too and look at the pins that pop up a lot. You'll notice that they all have a certain look. They all tend to be um, a certain color, have a certain format, and you'll after looking at them for a while, you'll get an idea of which ones are being seen more often and which ones aren't. All right, so those are just five tips that I have for your Pinterest strategy. It's a good way to get eyeballs on your affiliate link, and it's free. So I would definitely suggest you do that. And um, next week we'll go a little bit more into affiliate marketing and how to, um, you know, get your links in front of more people. All right. So thank you so much for listening and I hope you're all well, be safe, be healthy. And until next time, peace. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please subscribe and look in the description for a link to join fellow listeners online. Until next time, peace.